We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Day More NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts, and we will get to Ant's dunk, but my God, with three minutes and 40 seconds left in tonight's game, the Wolves were winning 81-75, to and then they went the rest of the game without scoring a single point and went on to lose 81-86. to An 11-0 Raptors run to close the game, that's legitimately, that's just hard to do. And if it wasn't already, I mean, this is just now officially out of control with these fourth quarters. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how injured you are. It doesn't matter how much COVID you've had. It doesn't matter how young your team is. You can't just lose every single fourth quarter lead you get. I mean, you can't. You can't just not execute anything for the final four minutes of a game. I mean, you can't do that and take yourself serious enough to think you deserve to be watched. At this point, it's just arrogant to think that this is okay. You, you, you can't do it. There, there, is, there is no reason the talk surrounding tonight's game shouldn't have been solely focused on an awesome third-quarter comeback capped off by the sickest fucking dunk I've ever seen. It's just an active disservice to everyone involved to close that game that way and to take away from the fun that should be that dunk. I just, I don't get it. I mean, why... why why can't this team do anything right at the end of games? I mean, we are talking about rudimentary stuff. They had the ball with 31 seconds left in the game, and they tried to go for a two-for-one. That in and of itself doesn't make sense. But then to go for the two-for-one and shoot the ball with 22 seconds left on the clock, I mean, that's not how those work. That is literally signing up to lose. 81-75 to with 340 left in the game and no points for the rest of the game, zero. This is what happened. 81-75, to and the Raptors have the ball. Wolves foul Fred Van Vliet on the floor, but they're in the bonus, so that's two free throws. 81-77. to 
Wolves go down and run a dribble handoff with Cat and Rubio, and Rubio dribbles it off his foot, turnover. Then Toronto ball, but they help out. They step out of bounds themselves. So Wolves have the ball again. Rubio drives and again falls over. Another turnover. Raptors go down and get a fast break layup, 81-75. to Now this isn't even a hindsight is 2020 thing. I mean, you just have to call a timeout there and put in McLaughlin. He's, he's, he's just not only having a better game, he's just pretty clearly the better player than Rubio right now. And I'm not even saying Rubio is complete trash or anything. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't play Rubio. You obviously have to play Rubio. You don't have another, you don't have another point guard. Rubio should play. What I'm saying is that there's nothing wrong with Rubio closing games on the bench. It's okay to close games with the guys who are playing better. It happens all around the league. It's happened in the last two games the Wolves have played. The Pacers closed that last game with Jeremy Lamb and Aaron Holiday. They don't start. And it wasn't because they're the starters or the closers. They were just having the best games on the Pacers. Miles Turner, one of the Pacers' best players. He sat on the bench and watched those guys close. And they beat the Wolves because Holiday had that layup on Cat and Lamb had that corner three. And the Raptors did the same thing tonight. They closed the game with Terrence Davis and Stanley Johnson. Literally neither of Davis or Johnson even played in the first half of the game. But in the second half, Nurse brought him into the rotation. They were rolling, and Nurse stuck with him. Davis went on to hit the game-winning three, and then the game-sealing free throws as time expired. But Saunders did not call a timeout. Rubio stayed in there, and the Wolves went on missing. They went down in the next possession. Ant missed a three. It was his seventh missed three of the game. He was 0 for 7 from three on the night and 3 for 15 overall. The Raptors rebounded it, and they went down and missed a three themselves, which is to say it's not like the Raptors were exactly tearing up the nets in the last four minutes of the game. They didn't, they didn't win this game. The Wolves blew it. So they miss. It's still 81 to 79, and the Wolves get the rebound. They have the ball. They go down, and Beasley takes another contested three that gets blocked by Siakam. It was the second time in the game that Beasley had shot a three, a three that got blocked by Siakam. This leads to a fast break because it's a block at the three-point line. They go down, Siakam dunks it, tie game, 81-81, to minute and 22 seconds left. Wolves ball. They run a pick and pop, Rubio and Cat. It's open. Cat misses the three. And again, the Raptors don't capitalize. Fred Van Vliet takes a Gross transition three that they miss. Wolves rebound, timeout. Now it's 81 to 81. There's 47 seconds left in the game. This is execution time. The play Saunders draws up is designed for Cat to set a screen for Rubio and then to immediately sprint over to Beasley to set a screen on Beasley's man to free Beasley for an open look. But before Cat gets over there to set the screen, Beasley starts sprinting to come off the screen and Cat's obviously still moving. Fred Van Vliet, Beasley's man, runs into him. That's a moving screen. Foul on Cat, another turnover. That's just execution. You can't do that. And this, this just isn't that hard. I mean, on the other end, by contrast, after that turnover, that foul, the Raptors run a beautiful inverted pick and roll where Fred Van Vliet, he's the screener for Siakam, Siakam comes off the screen as Terrence Davis simultaneously comes off a pin down and he's open for a catch and shoot three. Davis, again, who didn't play in the first half of the game, hits that clean three. Raptors go up 84-81. That's execution. 
Now the Wolves are down by three. They've officially blown the lead, and there's 31 seconds left in the game. And here comes the worst two-for-one ever. Rubio dribbles the ball over to Beasley for a handoff, and by the time Beasley forces up the three that had no chance of going in because he was rushing it because he was trying to get a two-for-one, there were 22 seconds left on the clock. (laughs) That's not a two-for-one. The thing is, is this roster... It is all those things. It has been hurt. It has had the COVID. It is young. It, this roster is not capable of executing that play. They are not capable of executing. It is not a safe bet that they are going to execute a two-for-one with 31 seconds left on the clock. They're just not. We have 29 previous games that suggest it would, it would have been the longest of long shots that they could execute a decent look there in less than seven seconds. 31, there's 31 seconds left in the game when they got the ball. Beasley misses that three. The Raptors get the rebound. Wolves foul. Raptors hit both free throws. Game over. 86-81. That's an 11-0 run to end the final three minutes and 40 seconds of the game. I asked Saunders about that two for one after the game. Ryan, you guys got the ball with about 31, 32 seconds left there. What did what did you want to see on that on that possession? Was yeah. that a two-for-one situation? Yeah, it was. You know, try to get something towards the rim, um, you know, in, in that situation. And, um yeah, I mean, with one timeout, you know, and, and you're trying trying to get a two-for-one situation, you know, you, you can foul, and then um, you're able to advance the ball late in the game. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't end up in the right look or a look that we wanted. Specific to this team, I don't think it's very realistic with 31 seconds left on the clock to believe that they were going to be able to get down the court and get to the basket. Saunders said he wanted to get to the basket and take a shot while there's still more than 24 seconds left on the game clock. That is the only way you get a two-for-one there, is if there you you get the shot off and there's more than 24 seconds left on it. Could some teams ex- execute that? Sure. But this just feels like another one of those wishful things. Add it to the list, like relying on a Kogi to make open threes when a team's just leaving him open on the perimeter. Or the times when the Wolves spaced the floor for Rubio to drive to the basket. Or the time when Wancho was guarding Siakam. I mean, we can go down the list. There's these things that if the players were capable or were were better at them, they might work, but they're not their skill sets. So then they are, by definition, wishful to come through. And as a coach, I just think it's then on you to adjust according to the likelihood of your personnel being able to execute. I mean, let's use some analytics there, right? Like, it's it's great to believe in your players. And as a player, it feels great to feel believed in. But but it becomes bad when you're doing it to a naive degree. Because if that belief proves to be misguided, as it did tonight, by not being able to even get the shot off for the two-for-one, then that belief, believing in that, it, it becomes poison. It kills you. And it just, I mean... For that to happen in the fourth quarter just feels, it just tastes even worse. Specifically because related to Saunders, I mean, the third quarter was so good. Uh, it was a, the, the third quarter was awesome, and it was capitalized by Ant's dunk to close the, thorder, the, <laughs> close the third quarter with a six-point lead. This isn't, that can't be the fourth quarter you, you have to follow it up. We're, we're going to talk about that third quarter, but first, a quick break. What's up, everybody? 
We have something to tell you about here at Blue Wire, and that is that we love sports betting. And whether you've been betting for a while or you're thinking about getting started, we want to let you know uh, great resources for sports bettors, and that's the Action Network. The Action Network is where sports fans go to bet smarter and experience real financial gains. In fact, their Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting. And with an Action Network Pro subscription, you can unlock the very best of the app. When you sign up for an Action Pro, Action Network Pro subscription, you can access the Pro Report, which includes expert projections for every game. You can see money and bet percentages on every game. You can see the teams professional gamblers are betting on. You can take advantage of Pro Systems, which match winning historical betting trends with the latest games and lines. You can track every bet you make and get alerts in real time. So if you're looking to bet smarter, an Action Network Pro subscription is the way to get started. And for a limited time, our listeners can receive 50% off an annual Pro subscription. Just go to actionnetwork.com and receive 50% off an annual subscription when you use the code MORE50, M-O-O-R-E-5-0. This offer won't last, so go to actionnetwork.com to sign up for a Pro subscription and use promo code MORE50 to receive 50% off and start betting smarter today. The third quarter was legitimately great, you know, and not just for the for the players. Saunders, you know, Saunders was good too. I mean, the, the Wolves were down by 16 with eight minutes and 21 seconds to go in the third. And Saunders reached deep into his bench for Jake Lehman, who didn't play in the first half. And not only that, but I mean, Lehman hadn't played at all in five games. And Lehman comes in out of nowhere and was awesome. He checked in, and the Wolves are down by 16, and they go. They end the quarter on a 23 to one run, 23 to one, and the last three points of those 23 were the three most fun points of the season. Jordan McLaughlin comes off a high screen from Nas Reed, skips it to Ant in the corner. Ant drives to the basket and just ends Utah Watanabe's life. He just destroyed him, just destroyed him with the dunk. And I, I hope those of you who are watching. I hope you were watching because you can't beat a play like that live. It's just one of those moments where you just tackle the person you're watching with because sports are supposed to be fun. I mean, they they have me up in the top of the lower bowl in an entire section by myself in an office chair, and I just about wheeled myself into the concourse. I mean, it's it's fun, it's a fun play, and I just think it's I just think it's a bummer, you know. Not that we can't take that play, you know, for what it was and enjoy it, but I think it's just a bummer that that dunk, a dunk that capped a 23 to 1 run, you know, it couldn't have been momentum to close off a team in the fourth quarter. It just has to be. I mean, big plays they're they're just better when they happen in a win. They count for more. The ant said it after the game. I asked him afterwards if if he would have remembered that dunk more fondly had the Wolves gone on, you know, to win the game. And that, that dunk is going to be probably a defining moment of your, of your rookie season for you, for you personally, how much more would have that meant if it happens in a, in a game that you win when, when you look back at it and remember it later on? Uh, I'll be talking about it highly right now. We would have won, but due to the uh, fact that we lost, I mean, it's nothing to be excited about. I mean, it was a great dunk, but like I said, we lost. So it don't really mean nothing right now. That's a bummer of an answer. Maybe maybe a sad question by me too. I teed him up. I, I teed him up for no ant fun there. My bad. But can we talk about that dunk? I mean, what I think is so 
special about that play, what was so encouraging, is that right. It's not hard to see this becoming part of his repertoire, just in his game. That is that is Ant's game force. That's the the running back in him, right? Like hitting the hole like that. I mean, Ant going up and slinging on people could start happening on the regular. It it should. I mean, he's tried to put a couple on people earlier this year that he's missed, and I feel like I feel like he's the type of person that seeing something work like this and getting paid for it with the and one. I feel like that goes that goes a long way. I think the whistle getting the whistle there was huge. Because of that, I think he's going to be more inclined to go seek that contact in the future. You know, one thing I've just been thinking about this year is, you know, as we start to map out Edwards' career in our heads is just player comps, right? And I know I've brought up the Levine comp for Edwards before, but I'm I'm mostly have just brought that up as I think he's that's a better comp for him than Wiggins, you know, not just for the athleticism, but for the personality. But as a player, the guy I've been watching a lot and and trying to figure out if I see similarities between between him and Ant is Bradley Beal. I mean, Beal's obviously a ridiculous shooter, so on the, you know, just using stats, this, of course, doesn't work. Beal gets a shot off from every level of the floor, Basically, whenever he wants, and he makes him at a high level. I mean, I think we we label Beal as a scorer in the sense that he's a shooter. But if you watch Beal, I mean, he goes and gets contact at the rim when he attacks, when he needs it, when the when when the game calls for it, when you got to get to the line. I mean, he'll Beal's inclination it will is always going to be his jumper, but but he does have the force. He he does have that strength like Ant to really punish teams at the rim. By either just finishing or getting to the line. I mean, that's Beal's secret weapon. That's why he's one of the best scorers in the whole league. And it should be Ant's secret weapon too, that getting to the line. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of different high-end comparisons for Ant. But the best ones have to include guys that can really attack and be that hammer at the rim. You know, that obviously that leads to fun highlights like tonight, but it, you know, just in the aggregate, that's going to lead to production. I mean, I'm hoping this dunk for Ant starts to trigger more eight free throw, ten free throw nights for him. He he needs that because, I mean, as we 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 think about tonight, we're going to remember the dunk, but but that free throw he got on the end one, that was that was Ant's only made free throw of the night. I mean, he shot three of fourteen from the field, and yeah, he was a team worst minus thirteen in thirty four minutes. And I I don't say that to condemn him or anything i'm just saying it is it's not enough to just to just get a dunk here and there you know he needs to keep adding things to his game that are are consistently positive that are consistently consistent he he, he's gotta he's gotta add to it and i think i do i do think he will we're obviously seeing more and more over time other than that dunk from ant though i mean it's just it's hard to find not hard to find positives but it feels hard to find positives that are worth dwelling on just given how it ended I, I i think the one that i would feel comfortable bringing up is Jaden mcdaniels again he played 31 minutes um and he just continues to be a defensive nuisance we're, we're just at this point with him where he has found his one consistent th- thing and that's just mcdaniels is a nuisance defensively i mean nothing about his blocks are rare he does it every game his length is a weapon every game 
And again, I guess my mind is just on comparisons, but as I was, I was watching tonight's game and, you know, he's obviously playing on the floor at the same, as the same time as Pascal Siakam. I mean, I think that's what you think of when, when you, when you start to think of high end comparisons for McDaniels and, you know, I, I guess part of that's messy because we haven't really seen McDaniels tap into much of anything offensively other than just being a catch and shoot three guy, which I think is fine, you know, for him right now, because I guess I, I say McDaniels is one of those development pieces where it's a add one thing at a time sort of guy. And that's, you know, to the Siakam point, that's what Siakam was. I mean, ironically, you know, McDaniels was the 28th pick this year. Siakam was the 20, 27th pick. And and that's because he came in real raw too. Where I mean, at the beginning, Siakam was just an energy guy for the Raptors. He didn't. I mean, they didn't have him doing anything offensively. Pure energy. He just used his Siakam used his length and athleticism to be a defensive weapon for the Raptors early on. I mean, it wasn't for multiple years before Siakam started expanding his offensive repertoire. And eventually, he really became the rim attacker that he is. And I think that's the hope for Jaden as well. Like, one thing at a time and just grow with it. I I am curious to see what, what that growth in his offensive game looks like. Because, again, we haven't really seen him do much outside of the, the threes, right? I mean, he's had a couple of, like, daddy long leg drives into the lane. But it, it, it's just it's going to be really important that the coaching staff hones in on he's a guy you got to hone in on specific things, I think, one at a time offensively. This is what your offensive identity is going to be this year. And then we'll add we'll add we'll add more to it as, as time goes on. I mean, I think we already right now know that McDaniels is and will forever be a weapon in transition. And at this point, I think we can say pretty cleanly that the defense just feels like a lock. He's already, as a rookie, clearly a helpful defensive piece. And, you know, and I, I think he's doing that while also, you know, making some mistakes defensively in terms of concept. He's just, he's that athletically gifted where when he steps out of place or his guy gets a shoulder on him, like he can still erase that space that he shouldn't have given up in the first place because he's so damn long and athletic. I mean, McDaniels just keeps being the best surprise of the season. And it is, it is something to, it is something to really, you know, carry from this year. It's like, we have these things like, Oh, you know, Jordan McLaughlin is, he's doing nice. And, you know, Jalen Noel or what Jake Lehman played well in the third card. Well, it's a lot more important when you're 19 year old, Jaden McDaniel, I guess he's 20 now, but rookie Jaden McDaniels is is showing you that he already has real discernible NBA skill sets that are going to last, and he's only going to add to them, and they're all going to get better over time. I I don't think it's I don't think it's ridiculous to say that there is a Pascal Siakam ceiling in there for him. That's all I got for tonight. Um, this one, this game is another messy one. But the Wolves will be back at it Sunday in New York against Tibbs, which will be all kinds of interesting. Who would have thought, you know, <laughs> a few years ago, what would that be? Three years ago now. Who would have thought three years ago that Ryan Saunders and Tom Thibodeau 
would be coaching against each other at Madison Square Garden. I mean, man, NBA life comes at you fast. Um, I'll be back to break that one down on Sunday night. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Don't talk about the Wolves unless you're talking about Ants Dunk. Till then, I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stops, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you're dancing like nobody else. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.